Good morning. It is a pleasure to welcome you this morning. My name is Bob Thomas. I'm one of the pastors here at Stony Brook Church. On behalf of our preacher of the day, Reverend Jennifer Casey, and also our senior pastor, Reverend Mary Jo Yakel, who is on two weeks vacation, we welcome you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have a couple of uh, opportunities, announcements to share with you today. If you've been looking for a creative way to serve here at Stony Brook, have we got a deal for you. Actually, it really sounds kind of fun. Now, those of you who have watched this online, notice how beautiful the service is, how it's live streamed. And we need some helpers to do that. Now, we have one uh, camera person this morning, and we have actually an open camera on this side over here. And we need some camera operators. Now, Josh Howie, who is our director of broadcast ministries, tells me it is as easy as falling off a log to run these cameras. I'm sorry, sorry, no offense to you, but this is, this is how it works. But, but and, and Josh is really in your ear, tells you where to point it, what to do. And so if you would be willing to share your ability by being here and being trained, it's really a very simple training, you could sign up and be a part of that ministry. Hope you'll think about it. Go home today and just watch the service online. Those of you who are watching online, you could perhaps come and volunteer. And it's a rotating schedule. You don't have to do it every Sunday. But if you could help us with that, we would appreciate that. The 20th of June is Pastor Mary Jo's last Sunday here before she transitions to Marion First. And we know that you'll want to take the opportunity to share a card, and there is a love gift that is being collected, and you can simply uh, leave that uh, in one of the baskets as you leave today, drop it by the church office, or you can go to stonybrook.church forward slash give to make that contribution. And I know she'll want to have a personal, you'll want to share a personal note to her as well. We have another person in our new home project. The person, the participant's name is Angel, and she has uh, readied now to restart her life and needs some household items. And you can help with that by going to stonybrook.church forward slash new home project. There's a list then of the items that she needs for her home, and we need to get those collected by June the 6th. So we appreciate your help with that ministry. And it is now my pleasure to introduce my friend and the Director of Student Ministries here at Stony Brook, Ben Lilly. Ben? Thank you, Bob. Good morning, Stony Brook Church. Well, it is wonderful to see you all this morning. Uh, my name is Ben Lilly. I'm the Director of Youth Ministries here at Stony Brook Church for another six hours. Just about. Um, it is super bittersweet to be wrapping up my ministry here at Stony Brook Church. Um, I was thinking back last night of the best way to summarize, and, and what I came up with is, <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, it was incredible to have the support of this church over the last nine years, to know whether we were going on a missions trip or a spring retreat or a fall spiritual renewal weekend that I never, ever once had to worry about a student getting there because of finances because all I had to do was ask. All I had to do was ask. This youth ministry has been so well supported, it has made my job incredibly easy to tell kids, hey, you've got to come. I can't afford it. No, you can. It's already taken care of. You guys have been there for confirmands and cheered them on as they stepped further into their faith and constantly, constantly supported them. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for that. 
I'd also like to thank you for one more thing on the screen. Um, this is my crew. Brooklyn on the right side, facing you, left, you facing them. Jordan in the middle and Brennan on the opposite end. They were 5-3-1 and one when we started here at Stony Brook Church. They are 14-12-10 now. And they know the love of Jesus because of the energy and efforts that this church has put into supporting the children and the youth and their daddy, to be honest. And I thank you from the very bottom of my heart for that. Thank you, Stony Brook. And Ben, Pastor Mary Jo couldn't be here today, but she wanted you to have this gift as a thank you for your nine beautiful years of service here at Stony Brook. So on behalf of Pastor Mary Jo, Pastor Bob, myself, and the entire community of Stony Brook, we thank you for the ways you have poured your heart and your soul into our youth, teaching them the love of Jesus. So thank you and blessings, my friend, on your next stage of journey. Thank you.
Let us bow for opening prayer. The words from this prayer come from Psalm 133. How very good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head running down upon the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down over the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord ordained his blessing, life forevermore. Amen. Will you stand as you are able as uh, Justin Swain, our guest soloist this morning, leads us in Holy, Holy, Holy. for a time of prayer. Almighty and eternal God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, your mystery defies our knowledge, yet defines our reality. Your love transcends our understanding, yet transforms our very existence. Your power incites our fear, yet inspires our faith. We praise your holy name. No matter in what direction we look, whether up or down or around or within, the evidence of your handiwork confronts us. No matter what we behold, whether the spacious heavens above us, the good earth beneath us, the teeming creatures around us, or the aspiring person within us, your wisdom overwhelms us. We cannot contemplate anything that you have made without standing in awe of you, its maker. You are indeed a great and wise God. 
but we adore you for something greater than your greatness and, and wiser than your wisdom. Above all, we adore you for the love that will not let us go, the love that has pursued us from the time we began, we began to turn a wilderness into civilization and until we started turning civilization back into a wilderness. It is the love that tells us that no matter how badly we deface your image, we can never destroy it. It is the love that assures us that just as the Spirit of Christ moved in the church of yesterday, it moves in the church today. And yet we must confess, O oh Lord, that our conduct as often impresses our neighbors with the absence of Christ as with his presence. While we applaud his call for peacemaking, we exercise our preference for troublemaking. While praising his outcries against oppressors, we withhold our support for the oppressed. While admiring his union of belief and behavior, we overlook our own tendency to separate them. While hailing his demand for compassion, we press our demand for retribution. While condemning his practice of thinking, commending his practice of thinking with his heart, we indulge our habit of thinking with our spleen. Oh God, forgive us for the ways that we have contributed to the world's sense of Christ's absence. So pour out your Holy Spirit upon us that his holy presence might again be felt moving among us, making us whole and making us one. Take from us our estrangement from the poor, the first to whom Christ brought the good news. Take from us our insensitivity to the brokenhearted, the first to whom Christ brought healing. Take from us our unconcern for the captive, the first to whom Christ brought liberty. Take from us our disdain for the sorrowful, the first to whom Christ brought comfort. O oh Lord, come among us now as before. Come among us as in creation to stamp your image on all your creatures. Come among us as in Christ to offer your love to your creatures gone wrong. Come among us, Holy Spirit, to breathe your blessing upon your creatures united in fellowship that we might be encouraged by one another's faith. And on this Memorial Day weekend, as our hearts are drawn to the shared memory of those who have given their lives protecting and defending the liberties and freedoms that we hold dear, bless, we pray, each family who gave a loved one defending this great land. And give to us a singular resolve to always remember the ultimate sacrifice of so many who have given their lives to make this truly a land of the free and the home of the brave. Today, God, we ask your Holy Spirit to fall mightily upon Pastor Jennifer as she breaks for us the bread of life through the proclamation of your word. Help us to see in the poignant story of the single-mindedness of the early church that a common love for you and your love for us can change us into a new people forgiven, redeemed, and transformed. We pray these and all of our prayers in the strong name of Jesus Christ 
and following his instruction, we call you Father and pray with one voice. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Will you listen now in spirit of continued prayer as Justin Swain sings for us Craig Courtney's beautiful prayer of Mother Teresa. Justin. That my life may be only. 
and Deb. Thank you. Thank you for taking our breath away in a way that opened our heart to hear that prayer so deep in our souls. Thank you both. Beautiful, lovely. I thought I'd be more composed to this service and I'm not. Hear now these words from the Acts of the Apostles from chapter 4, verses 32 through 35. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need." 
This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, for the gift of this holy scripture, we give you thanks. Open our hearts, our minds, our souls to hearing the word you have for us today. Amen. Pardon me. Brian, can you cut my mic for a sec, please? Pardon me. Anyone who knows me knows that I really like to be composed, so to feel not composed is way outside of my comfort zone. So thank you for bearing with me. And now we move to the word of God. Before the sun rises, the songs begin. Birds scattered throughout the trees, calling all of creation to greet the new day. Notes of joy and thanksgiving infused into the early morning sky. It's beautiful. It's angelic. It's a gentle call to begin the day. And if you are my 20-year-old son, it's annoying. Morning after morning, one bird, and I promise you, this bird must know that there's a 20-year-old sleeping in this room, sings right outside of Austin's window. Though we've never seen it, we're convinced it's perched on a branch that hangs right above his window. Morning after morning, Austin wonders aloud in frustration why this bird must sing so close and so loudly to his room. One of my favorite things to do is to sit on the back deck of the parsonage very early in the morning. Sitting under two large shade trees, I join my dog, Benzie, in observing the creek habitat. We're treated to birds flying from branch to branch, squirrels hopping across the grass, scurrying up trees and running along the roof. We watch as groundhogs peek up from their homes, snakes hide in piles of leaves, and chipmunks run with purpose, their tails straight up in the air. The early morning hours bring about a, a perspective of newness, of hope, of potential. The early church was filled with newness, of hope and potential. And with this came clarity, clarity to see the message of resurrection life through Jesus Christ, clarity to see the countercultural ways church community could function, clarity to spread hope in equitable ways, clarity, vision, purity. The work of the Holy Spirit in the lives of those who were trying to figure out how to live out the gospel message of resurrection in tangible and practical ways. By the time we reach today's scripture in the book of the Acts of the Apostles, Jesus has ascended to heaven, the Holy Spirit has made a windy and flaming entrance, and the apostles were performing signs and wonders all in the name of Christ. 
And all of this got the religious authorities a little uncomfortable. Wanting to know what this group of uneducated, ordinary men were up to, the religious authorities arrested Peter and John. They arrested them for their bold claims and the actions they had been taking. By what authority did these apostles have to perform these deeds, these miracles in the name of God? Because we have 2,000 years worth of history at our disposal, we know the story which has been recorded for us in Scripture. And we understand that this was the work of the Holy Spirit. We know the spread of the early church and all of the associated growing pains. But in today's scripture lesson, the church is still new, still shiny, still hopeful, still idyllic. It gives us a glimpse of what could be when Christ truly is the foundation of community. Clarity, vision, purity. One of the gifts of the pandemic has been time and space to reassess our lives. By necessity, we've had to slow down. For those who were overscheduled with work or extracurricular activities or civic responsibilities, the pandemic required a slowdown. In this slowing down, many have taken time to observe the world with new and fresh eyes. Bike sales are up as families have began begun taking family bike rides again. Walking paths have been filled with hikers. Parents report spending more time outside with their children, doing things like fishing and playing in puddles and exploring the world. New discoveries about God in nature abounds. New, fresh, discovering. The very first converts had nothing to fall back on when it came to church. There was no history, no tradition, no expectation of what a community of Jesus followers should be. It was all new. So what did they do? They genuinely relied on the guidance of the Holy Spirit, this same Holy Spirit who moved in ways very different than society. Society had constructed social systems where those with resources got to choose if, how, who, and when to help others. Society expected something in return. The Holy Spirit guided the early church to recognize that none of these resources were actually theirs. They were gifts from God. What a disruption to social norms. Power structures were inverted. Ways of categorizing others became distorted. A more level playing field was created. True equity was experienced. All didn't have an equal amount, but all had what they needed, a God-designed economy. And for a moment in time within the life of the early church, the humanness stayed at bay. 
Envy hadn't yet creeped into the picture. Debates over who was in and who was out hadn't yet happened. Bickering and tension hadn't yet begun. All were of one heart and one soul. Clarity, vision, purity. The holy work, the Holy Spirit at work within the lives of the believers. The newness of the experience creating a community where they truly loved their neighbors in life-changing, paradigm-shifting ways. Who is our neighbor? Luke writes about the lawyer who stands up to test Jesus by asking him this very question. Jesus answers with the parable of the Good Samaritan. Who is our neighbor? Those who live in our neighborhoods? Those who look and act like us? Those who share our bloodline? Those in need? Those on the margins? Those hurting? Desperate? Or alone? Perhaps the question should be, who isn't our neighbor? And do our neighbors include all of creation which surrounds us? Esther DeWall, a contemporary scholar of Benedictine and Celtic tradition, writes, In Celtic understanding, everyone sees themselves in relation to one another. And that extends beyond human beings to the wild creatures, the birds and the animals, the earth itself. In other words, all which God has created is a part of our community, is our neighbor. When God brought forth life in Stony Brook Church, God gave this church an enormous gift and responsibility with the land we occupy. God has invited the people of Stony Brook to learn from it, to share it, and to care for it. We've been invited to discover more about God through this land. As we move very slowly into post-pandemic life, I'm wondering what God's going to bring forth from Stony Brook Church. Will we remain status quo, reverting back to all pre-pandemic ministries? I hope not. What worked before the pandemic may not work now, and it may not work now because we are changed people. Collectively, we've all experienced some trauma, loss, frustration, disappointment, discouragement. We're different people. The experience of the pandemic has changed our perspective. And in some ways, it has helped to clarify things. Things such as, we know racism still abounds. Economic disparity is still prevalent. And we still recognize that we use and abuse our earth. The pandemic has encouraged some to quit work which they found unfulfilling. Others have made the decision to stay home and spend more time with their children. And still others have begun new hobbies in this season. The pandemic has had many saying, life is too short to live an unfulfilling short-sighted life. And they've made changes to move towards something different 
and something more meaningful for them. Everyone is different now. Changed, a little older, a little wiser, a bit more resilient, with a little more clarity. Church has the opportunity to be fresh and open to the guidance of the Holy Spirit in this season. Church has the opportunity to embody the lesson from the early church and release societal expectations. A fresh, new, open church has the opportunity to really catch the wild, windy, exciting, non-conforming spirit of God. I believe God saw something special in Stony Brook Church when it was made possible for Stony Brook to partner with the city of Gehanna to build the bridge to the community walking path. It's almost as if God said, here is this bridge that I've made possible for you to go into the community. Here is this bridge I've made possible for the community to come to you, Stony Brook. Go, do the work of sharing me with the world. Heal in my name, give in my name, teach in my name. Stony Brook has a long history of experiencing the rich habitat we sit on. Through scouts, through our outdoor chapel, games that the youth play during youth group, Easter egg hunts with children's ministries, church-wide events, community outreach events, and so much more. This church is very aware of the gift God has given it, and you care for this land well. I teared up last Sunday as I looked out my office window in between worship services. I teared up because there you were. There you were taking the stones that had been handed out after worship service to the newly built shelter house. You placed them there with a blessing, a blessing between you and God for the ministries of Stony Brook Church. I watched as you wandered over to the prayer labyrinth. I saw you mosey around the land, inspecting and discovering the ways the brush had been cleared out. I wondered what you were thinking. Were you dreaming about new ministries in a post-pandemic world? Did you make your way down to the creek to see what critters you might discover? Did you marvel at the ways that God has knit together this small part of creation that we sit on here at Stony Brook Church? Was your mind blown with the complexities of the systems of life present in and around the creek? Did you ponder how the creek might minister to the world? Were you thinking about the ways that God is wild and wonderful and untamed? My friends, God is wild and wonderful and untamed. God is the birds singing the world into a new day. God is the wild rush of water when the creek is high. God is the vibrancy of the flowers along the shore of the creek. God is the trees 
providing shelter and shade and helping us to breathe. God is all around us, my friends, beckoning us to open our eyes to see the gifts that God has given us, to show us how to partner with God in ministry to the world. God has set forth a path for us to be in community with all of our neighbors. Will we have the courage to walk it? God is our clarity, our vision, and our purity. God will show us hope and potential in this new season. Thanks be to God for this gift of grace. Amen. I invite you to rise as you are able, either in body or in spirit, as we are led in how great thou art.
please be seated. Stony Brook Church understands that our neighbors include the children and the families who benefit from the ministry of UMCH Family Services. It is one of the ways that we help to share our resources with the people who benefit from UMCH. And so every fifth Sunday throughout the year, we take a special offering so that we can help to continue support UMCH Family Services. And today is the fifth Sunday. You are encouraged to give to this ministry through the baskets as you leave, or through our website, stonybrook.church give, or by mailing your gift into the church office for all of the ways that you support and offer yourself to the mission and ministries of Stony Brook Church, we give God thanks. And friends, as we prepare to depart from this space, I would ask that you would allow the ushers to dismiss you at the conclusion of our benediction. Would you join me in our um, benediction together? May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Go in peace, my friends. Amen.